Liftoff will start in T minus 10 seconds. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. We have ignition. Ahoy there, mateys. It's time to set sail on another episode of Unconstitutional Awakening. This evening, Bandit and Neptune come are here to join me and uh we brought back my buddy steven from a couple episodes ago you guys remember him follower and fan and all around great guy and this evening we have a libertarian jesus joining us uh, i'm pretty sure a lot of you guys are familiar out there with him especially if you're following on like facebook and TikTok and other places you know he's he's in all those places too and i see him popping up on our content from here from here and <clears throat> from time to time so i know he's a fan of ours as much as we probably are a fan of his so He's very outspoken in some things, and I think it'll be so. I think it's going to be a great conversation this evening. I I really hope so. But of course, you guys know before we get into all the uh, the good stuff, I have to uh, jump into my stuff here so that we can kind of keep this show going the way that it's going. Because I do appreciate all you folks over there on Rumble and Odyssey and BitChute that keep keep up the views and stuff over there, and everybody listening on all the platforms across the audio spectrum wide. Like, you know, I, we're, we are officially everywhere, but Pandora, I actually keep finding us in weird places. Uh, somebody has a copy, a copy website called one page news. And we happen to have all of our podcast episodes on one page news as well. So I think that's pretty awesome. They're, uh, they're loaded up with rumble, I guess, but, Aside from that, you know, you guys can help us out by going and checking out our sponsors and such. You can get over there and talk with Kirk Elliott over there at kirkelliottphd.com forward slash Jim Bob forward slash. And he can give you some some direct consulting on like uh, gold and silver because, you know, it's it's be a good idea to have some of that precious metals in your back pocket, depending on where things are going. You can also hop on over there to Peachy Key Creations. Get yourself some awesome new uh, soaps and and candles and she even does energy healing you know there's a good lady to talk to man she's into all a whole bunch of good stuff we have the link up there for you um and she's running off of her facebook page at the moment which is totally fine but you can still totally use our code and uh, get yourself a discount on orders that you make over there with her and that's peachy key creations you can find her on facebook and my little buddy ammo can survival over there who's making survival cans and out of 50 caliber ammo cans for serious and along with plate carriers and ghillie suits and he said he's even got some more stuff coming he's even got some stickers for that cool little symbol that he's got so you guys make sure you hop on over there and check ammo can out he's he's got a code as well that you guys can get you a discount on and my latest buddy over there brett pike at classicallearner.com and homeschools connected as well as cubs to bears books this dude's uh taking learning to the next generation and getting us away from the indoctrination of the state so i support everything he's doing and you guys can get on there and this will help you know if you're in the if you're some of them two million people that have stepped away from uh public schools this year and started going into homeschooling this is definitely the kind of stuff you're looking for so make sure you check him out at classicallearner.com and if you don't mind hopping over there to unconstitutionalawakening.com you can check out ua social we've got all kinds of stuff with our podcast and stuff in fact uh the bigfoot 
documentary that I'm going to be in is going to be posted on there because it comes out this weekend. So you guys will have something cool to look forward to watching. But you can scroll on down here and find places to watch us at, find places to listen at. You can even hang out on the website and listen to us there. You can even scroll down when you get a chance and uh, check out our awesome merch store. We've got all kinds of cool things over here for the Freedom Pirates out there listening from shirts to hats to pillows. Uh, somebody ordered a pillow the other day and sent me pictures of it and it's pretty banging. So you guys make sure you get over there and get yourself some of that stuff ordered. So now that I've got all those weird formalities out of the way, how is everyone doing this evening? Doing great. That's great. What you got for me, Bandit? How you doing tonight? Doing good. Doing good. You said you were beat up, Steven. You uh, you, you gonna be able to make it through this, or do I gotta cut? Uh, I gotta drag I you along. So. My my need something to drink. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> so, libert- a hot, hot afternoon, so. so libertarian jesus well for folks that are out here watching and listening and checking into this for the first time where's that even come from man uh actually it was a nickname that was given to me by a bunch of the strippers i work with uh i work at a small truck stop strip club not just outside of baton rouge <laughs> And uh, for the longest time, I used to go under the moniker Russ underscore in underscore bot because during the 2020 election, I was posting memes on anything political and uh, people kept accusing me of being a Russian bot. And I'm like, screw it. I'm the machine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Neptune gets the Russian bot thing a lot, too. We have spotted yeah. the Russian bot. Yeah, but after a while when uh, Russia invaded Ukraine, I noticed that I was getting censored a lot on TikTok and everywhere else. So I uh, was thinking about rebranding because uh, rather than uh, put up with it and one a bunch of the dancers at work said, you might as well just go with Libertarian Jesus because that's basically what we call you anyway. And I'm like, well, makes sense. It's a lot easier pitching that to everybody I meet on the streets out here by LSU who, it's, who because I do talk to them a lot. And uh I live just outside one of the bigger party districts called Tigerland. Very, uh, you just do some Google searching on the place. It's notorious for uh, wild parties and knife fighting and all kinds of fun. <laughs> yeah, heck yeah, living right in the right in the midst of all of it there. Yeah. So, so a strip club. I'm I'm gonna assume that means you're uh, you're definitely in support of sex work. Oh yeah, I was in support of sex work for. Pretty much my entire life, uh, except when I was growing up as an evangelical conservative cr- kid. But uh, by the time I was 20, I realized that religion really just set me up for loneliness because I never learned how to put myself out there. I never learned game. And I found out that rather when I saved myself for marriage, I found myself in a hookup culture and I had no idea what I was doing. And I realized that the best way to overcome that was to go to the strip club every now and then and build yourself up, get more comfortable expressing yourself in that way. And there's a lot of misconceptions when it comes to hetero male sexuality. I mean, we've had movements to liberate women and the LGBT community, but there's this misconception that it's all hand jobs and high fives for a guy. But in reality, we're often taught the same thing, that sex is shameful and we should just keep it in our pants until we're married. Yeah, yeah, I can I can attest to that. Growing up, growing up in a house that was Southern Baptist, that was definitely a uh, a normal normal thing to hear. Which yeah. 
which is which you know i've always found wild too because i mean there's sex work is probably the oldest work it is it's the oldest documented work in hey libertarian jesus i think it's funny you just said lgb community because i read an article today that the lgbtq plus community is about to exile the t the trans community out of the lgb community because i remember back in the 90s when start late 80s early 90s i think it was just the lgb community now they're they they're about ready to get rid of the trans community out of that whole big circle because of um how far they're pushing that onto kids yeah i've noticed there's a twitter page called gays against groomers that uh recently got censored Uh, no 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 it's gays against broomers now (laughs) they're back they they well they got kicked off they got like banned like quick fast and in a hurry and they came back as gays against broomers overusing the phrase the one that the Rumors. one that apparently yeah, you cannot you cannot say yeah, that on Reddit, social media any Reddit, platform yeah reddit identified it as hate speech somehow yeah even though it was <laughs> like, of all places reddit yeah <laughs> i mean and then you know there's there that's there's the clown world we're living in right now it really is when you think about it i mean people people are they're just going after all kinds of things and you know i mean i'm not i'm not really into like the religion religion aspect of it with a lot of things but it's funny to see how it's kind of in a sense a modern day babylon running around this place with a lot of the crazy shit they got going on okay hold on a second now break 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 um i want to make very i want to say something very specific um i am in no way shape or form against lesbians gays bisexuals transsexuals or anything whatever makes you happy okay I'm not against any of them. Just, just to be out there about that, okay? <laughs> we understand. I'm already, I, mean, I, no, I, no, I already have, I, I already have city people in the uh, comments of our webpage saying I, I uh, constantly harass, harass them well, about living in the city. So I don't need anybody else coming after me saying I'm saying something bad about them. Okay. Well, no, <laughs> I mean, you know, we've, 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 we've got friends in in yeah, all we do. aspects of it yeah. and you know and i have the utmost respect for them because they're even out here trying to go against the folks that are trying to you know groom kids and shit because they're even like no bro that's not okay and yeah. i know neptune it hits him in the heart every time we get into this subject he will tell you in a heartbeat you better leave kids the fuck alone like that is just not yep. something he, he even oh absolutely it's it's i don't know that that kind of aspect of things is getting in the clown world you you had said you're down there in near lsu though so i guess there's probably a bunch of heated talk about the uh whole forgiving student loans thing going on around there huh oh yeah and a lot of people i got in an argument with somebody who couldn't even didn't even know what he was doing he was just insulting me the whole time and he eventually just blocked me and i don't think anybody on that feed ever started an argument with me ever uh, at all Good God. But, yeah, it got to a point where it's like, you know, there are alternatives than forgiving student loan debt at the expense of taxpayers. I heard a, a 
what's his name, hourly struggle a couple months ago, made a post that I actually kind of agree with. They could just make a lemon law that allows students to sue their university or college for selling them a degree that was overpriced and isn't going to get them gainful employment. That makes a lot more sense than just outright forgiving the student loan debt. It's I was told capping the interest rate that too. Okay. Because what say the the interest rates on student loans. Okay. Are so outrageous. If you are paying, if you are paying $500 a month towards your student loan, $350 of that is going towards interest alone. Yeah. You have people, you have boomers that have been in student debt since the 90s that have not even paid off half their student loans yet. Mm. Wow. How, how how does that make sense? You know? Ridiculous if you ask me. And the best thing I saw I mean I I coming from a military past, okay? Um these these guys on on Twitter especially are saying, well, now how you, what they did was you just took away one of the most important recruitment tools for the military at a dangerously low recruitment rate, recruitment and retention rate. That's true. And when I saw that, I'm like, you just said the ugly part out loud, man. <laughs> what you're saying is you, the college is a recruitment tool f- to target poor and the lower class into into military service. You know, the government just took that away from you, man. It was mine, admittedly. It, it was it, it was mine. That was the option that I had. That was that's that's that that was an just how are you gonna say that part out loud? You know, but it's true though. It, it really is. It's true. You know, they use college. As a recruitment tool for they to target kids that they know have no chance to go to a four-year state university or four-year university at all, they they target them specifically for military service. Hey, come get four years of free college. Go to a go to a foreign land. You know, fight our wars for us. You know, and to say that oh, you just took that recruitment tool away. And it shouldn't have been like that in the first place. At all. Like that's that that's At sad that all. that's the route that they have to go for it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and we're just we're we're ignoring the the elephant in the room. People think that with just like type it up in a computer and just hit delete, all of that debt just goes away. It doesn't just disappear. I'm trying to I try to explain this to people that this debt doesn't go away. Like you can't magically erase debt like that, especially in uh, what is it, five hundred billion to a trillion dollars worth of student loan debt? Is that what they're? Is that the number that they came up with? Somewhere between five hundred billion and a trillion dollars worth of debt. That's pretty wild. Yeah. Wow. And, and, and that doesn't go away. Right. That and gets can, transferred to us in tax debt. And may I remind you, IRS is hiring 87,000 new IRS agents. We're not talking armed agents. We're talking auditors. Where do you think they're going to be auditing the most now because of that new inherited tax debt on the middle and lower class? It's spare a thought for a moment. moment. Sorry, Jim. 
No, no, I was actually looking at what you just sent me. I didn't think they were still doing this, but apparently they still are. What? The 87,000? No. Yeah, new IRS no, agents? The, no, no, no. The 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 paving of the roads from Domino's. Like, I, I thought that, that was, was done. A, <laughs> well, that was what we were talking about before we went live. I was I just know. making a joke <laughs> out of that. <laughs> um, it's fair thought for a moment, though, that to to libertarian Jesus's point uh, to what you guys have already said that, you know, and banded to your point that most of that debt does come back on the taxpayer. Not only that, the universities for the most part that accept Stafford loans are public universities. Yep. You're just essentially, and they already, and, and they already got, they already got their money. Yep. Yeah. They just they raised not, tuition costs too. Yeah, it is of no concern to them because they're just going to pass that back on to the students. So, you mean you're really fighting? You're fighting your way uphill. You're you're shoveling shit uphill, really. I mean, in, in the simplest terms possible. Uh, so, I agree with everything that you guys have said, but it just it's worth considering that that money has been granted by <laughs> by into the public school system and back out onto the taxpayer. You were literally, it is just a, another factor toward inflation. It, it really just makes our own suffering worse for the fact that real wages continue to plummet into the toilet. And, and we can they never already estimated. That. They already estimated that that was going to add another, uh, another point to inflation, just this student loan forgiveness. Another point. Yeah. And what does ten thousand do? What does ten thousand dollars do to somebody that is in sixty, seventy-five, a hundred thousand dollars in student debt? What does ten thousand to? And if you took Pell grants, you get twenty thousand dollars. What does that do to them? It does jack shit, man. Well, it pays a year of interest, yeah. maybe, maybe. Yeah, for <laughs> real. Yeah, yeah, thinking maybe about that. A year of interest. Yeah, for You're real. Right. I was maybe thinking. I was thinking about that. Like, how long do people, like, like anyone who goes to goes to school? for mm -hmm. anything, whether or not they get gainful employment or not, how long do you think they spend paying off the interest oh, before they can get to the principal? The whole life. Yeah. yeah, for real. You can't even get away from student loans if you go bankrupt. This is true. It is the one yeah. thing that is not charged. It cannot be charged off in, in bankruptcy. Yeah. And you'll pay for life. It's the whole it, the stu uh, tuition has gone up immediately after this was um, forgiven. Immediately after this was announced, tuition jumped in cost. Yep. Immediately, the same thing happened with the cat when the cabbage in chief announced you're going to get a seventy five hundred dollar to eighty five hundred dollar tax rebate if you buy a Ford or GM electric vehicle. Ford and GM immediately after that announcement raised the price on EV vehicles seventy five hundred to eighty five hundred dollars immediately. And this is the argument I post to I, I give to people when they're like, "Oh, let's just tax billionaires and we'll solve the problems." You you must be smoking that good meth you if you think taxing billionaires if you think they're going to absorb one penny. For that tax and not pass it on to consumers. Yeah, they will immediately <laughs> raise the price on consumers to offset their new taxes. For real, and, and even if you can manage to regain that through taxes, I mean, you give you really trust the government. They, you take it to debt tonight; they'll have it spent. Yeah. 
by tomorrow tomorrow and that's why they billionaires that's why these billionaires are often are mostly cash poor they keep all of their money and value and assets you're going to tax their businesses that's why that's why products go up in price you're going to tax tesla you're going to tax spacex you're going to tax amazon heavier prices will go up i was thinking about that too so Mm -hmm. i mean consider also you know Talking about electric vehicles for a moment, I know we kind of talked about this a couple days ago, but, you know, Ford GM responding to an increase in the price of electric vehicles like that and people writing it off as greed when the government has already pressured them into moving toward electric vehicles that are already expensive that are functionally by design, the people that you're trying to force into electric vehicles can't afford them anyways. So what do you mean to accomplish here? I mean, you're literally just, you're killing your supply lines. I think it kind of goes back to education as a commodity. And you look at electric vehicles as a commodity and houses as a commodity, any vehicle in general, you have loans and you have interest rates that aren't designed to uh, enslave people. I think, whereas student loans can enslave you. and oh, they, do they are absolutely predatory. But you don't own your house truly, and they already know this, and you don't mm-hmm. truly own your car because you can't operate it on a road without facing uh, a violent result in the end. True. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think that's kind of interesting. You made that point that uh, considering education as a commodity, so the idea is that even if you gain all the knowledge for whatever cost, you'll always be enslaved to acquire it, especially when the government subsidizes any part of anything. It, the price goes astronomical, and the, the quality of goods decreases uh, substantially. When the government's involved, whenever they yeah. stick their fingers in something, it turns to shit. But it's it interesting you, made that, shit. you guys made that comparison with things that we buy, you know, why is the interest rate lower on a car or a truck than it is for education? Well, I think that's only only true until you get into subprime lending, which I still think is predatory in of itself, but that's another conversation altogether. Sure. For like housing and certain business properties. Yeah. The entire credit structure is predatory. With a good education. I'm not saying educated makes you smart. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. It's about how I want to say that ahead of time. I want to say that ahead of time. Education does not make you smart. I want to say that ahead of time. But with a good education, you can try to make a better life for yourself. But That's comparing the these things, there's a drastic difference in the cost and the interest on loans for education versus the cost and interest on actual physical commodities that we never really truly can own is the sad part. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like it's, you're going to get trapped one way or the other. And if you, I really think trade schools are a great opportunity for kids out of high school than any other educational experience. I should have gone that route. You know? Yeah, I know. I'm the same way. I should have as well. I look back. I split my, I split my GI bill between getting a college degree and I went to some trade schools, got my CDO, went to some, I got some, I got some heavy equipment certificates, stuff like that. And I, I got a two year degree. So y'all hear that? He's forklift certified. (laughs) No, I went. (laughs) Calm down. I should have split it. 
more towards trade schools, man. Oh, because, okay, you got I more mean, value out of it, did you not? Than you did your college education. Oh, 100%, man. Okay, that's what 100%. I mean. Like, why is it so expensive? Why is it a trap? And even people that went to the military to get that college education, it's not completely free. There is still a no. cost. Oh, yeah. you pay with yeah. your soul. It's just less cost. Yeah. Well, not only not only what you paid in your service, but I'm talking about when you go and try to acquire and yeah. get them up on the GI, yeah. GI Bill. There's yeah. a lot of things that aren't covered that you still have to pony up on while you work a full-time job or even two part-time jobs, whatever it takes. It yeah. is not a complete free ride and it's sold as a complete free ride when it's not. Yeah. So again, it's, it is a trap. It is for sure a trap. I think the larger point of education, whether it be four-year four year higher, higher ed or trade school, it has to be gainful. It has to make sense. Yeah, and it okay, has yeah. to reflect. It has to reflect something, you know, in in society, right? Which is, yeah. you know, peddling bullshit degrees is probably the biggest lie that the 20th century has offered people who have gone to college, gone to school. I mean, honestly, I think in a couple of decades we're going to see traditional university education become obsolete. Uh, are y'all familiar? I hope with, so. Are y'all familiar? I really with, do. Are y'all familiar with Wondrium? Formerly known as the Great Courses Plus or apps like Skillshare. Yes, I'm. I'm oh, uh, I, I know Skillshare. Skillshare. Yeah, I know. I mean, per, yeah, Percipio is another one. I've actually yeah. used that one. Yeah. Yeah, everything I learned about debate or public speaking oration, I learned through Wondrium. I spend twenty dollars a month on that. Like everything that I use to educate myself regarding politics, discourse, I didn't have to go to college for it. I spent twenty dollars mm -hmm. a month. And on you don't have to take any side courses like algebra, which has nothing to do with public speaking or any of that. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I just, or uh, I, I had to take a, a in the elective in, in the elective courses. I had I, I I had to take to get my degree. I had to take some elect bullshit elective courses. Like, and the choices are idiotic, man. I took a uh music history from 1850 to 1920 or something like that i'm what why though and you had to waste what? the time and credits and the waste money. Uh, yeah. and getting back to what you said why is there a difference between um your traditional like college level education undergraduate to graduate to what if you decide to pursue a doctorate or whatever to the trades and i hate to say it and I don't want to say it because I've worked those, I've worked the trades before um, is they are looked at as inferior to, Oh, he doesn't, he doesn't have a four-year degree. Don't do that. That's not a four-year degree. Yeah. That's not valuable. You won't go far in life. That's with stigma. Trades. Well, here's That's another stigma. thing. A, it, you're right. It's a stigma. Yeah. yeah I've, I'll, I'll, here's another thing. It used to be legal in most States to become a lawyer without ever going to law school. You just had to pass the bar exam. Yeah. And now it's a state regulation saying, Hey, guess what? You got to drown yourself in student loan debt and go to law school to do this. It doesn't matter that you know what you're doing. It doesn't matter that you understand how the law works or how court proceedings work. You still have to go waste your time in law school. It doesn't matter that you pass the bar exam. You don't have a law degree. Yeah. Now there's like yep. only six states that will let you become a lawyer without a law degree. Yeah. You know, no there's sense. there's something to be said about that, though, if you really look at things like, you know, they've slowly taken away things through legislator 
throughout the years. Do you think a hundred years ago somebody had and maybe well maybe a hundred years ago now because of where we are, but in in olden days, do you think that they had to have a license to cut hair? No, 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 no. It's, you want to talk about licenses? That's oh, let's that's not do this. Same uh, thing it, though. It, no, it's, yeah. Well, to simplify it, it's the state selling you your freedoms back to you is what it is. Yep. And he's nickel and diming you to death. Oh yeah. Yeah, and there's uh there's another and it's kind of controversial, I think, to there's probably a lot to unpack in the history of it. But we've really moved toward a a society of liability. Like give any one person an opportunity and they will sue the shit out of you if they can. Mm-hmm. Why do you think I mean and I don't want to you know, in, invite, you know, political discussion on this subject, but, you know, you have people who will try to go out and help the, help the needy. And the reason you'll most often hear from why restaurants, the food they're going to throw out doesn't go to uh, homeless people. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to even reopen that right now, <laughs> no, but you know, think, but think about it. Right. You, I- you have you have a business. They get asked, "Why can not? Why can we not give this food to the people who need it, even though it's going to go to waste?" And they say mm-hmm. it's a liability concern. Mm-hmm. We, even though you, even though in most cases you would be protected under the rights of a good Samaritan, yeah. we have moved towards such a society of liability that any good act. Because I don't think Jane and John that have been standing on the street corner dirty for a week are going to care whether or not that for real old or not, you know, right? Exactly. And so there's a lot, there's a lot to be said about that subject. So I'm just going to leave it there. But that's, that's something in the mentality of society, I think that's somehow made that worse. And that has obviously had a bleeding effect into what we expect of people to be officially qualified to do these things so they can be risk-free or liability-free, or at least in a position of reduced liability. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a really disgusting subject, but well, I that's mean, the way they, it is. They could do it under at your own risk. I mean, they, if they even say that, that alleviates a lot of that responsibility. It comes back to right. those arbitrary edicts. Yep. The people who, who make the stroke of a pen Make something yep. illegal. Make criminals out of honest people. Get fucking yeah. people wearing uniforms like they're ready to go invade Poland telling you you can't give food to the homeless. Yeah. Yep. Yes. <sighs> but as as I've said before, free men care not what tyrants write on paper. That is correct. They you know, and if, if they aren't going to follow the rules, neither will I. You know? I would like to see one politician that follows the own rules, their own laws that they pass through Congress and the Senate. You know, I feel like there are a few, but they never get the spotlight because they know that their good deeds are, or things they know that should be done. Uh, they don't, they go unnoticed because they mm-hmm. don't want people to know that that's okay to do. Yeah. So you're right. There might be a few. A few. But the, it doesn't change my mind the, about the wood chipper. Oh, for uh, sure. For sure. But the, the, good, the bad ones far outnumber the good ones in that. Aspect. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's far a lot of people that, that have, uh, with greedy pretenses, have sold out and sold us <clears> out. Nobody gets into that position 
I'm working in D.C. Nobody, I, maybe, maybe 150, 200 years ago, okay? Maybe when this country first started. <clears throat> maybe, just slightly, yeah. they might have gotten into it to do the right thing. Well, you but had a politician you had that... Yeah, yeah, there's not a politician that goes. To, there's not a politician that goes to office now mm-hmm. without greedy pretenses, like you said, greedy pretenses. Yeah. There is not one that goes into office that thinks, "Well, I'm going to do good for the people." That goes for city, county, state, and federal level. Yes, you do yeah. not and go into ruling people well, with even, good intentions. Even here in the city I live in. They are criminals, and they're emboldened criminals because they keep getting away with it, and nobody holds them accountable. It's the good old boy system. I'm in Kentucky. I was just about to say. It runs by the good old boy system here, man. Well, I mean, mean, it's obvious. It's very, and I've been banned from their Facebook pages for making it obvious. Nice. Mm -hmm. See, we we were actually having a conversation here just the other day about – a corrupt officer that used to be in my county that got fired because he had over a kilo of cocaine in his trunk and he was using it to plant it on people and two counties over they hired him to be the head of the drug force and he's gonna keep on yep he'll just keep on bouncing and every time he gets in trouble he'll bounce to another one and there's paul and there's there's like 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 city commissioners and even you know town mayors and stuff like that that are in the exact same boat. They've been doing fucked up shit. They get caught. They get ousted. So they go to another county or another area and try to start over. A great example of that is yep. actually your state there, Stephen. I know for a fact your governor was a corrupt asshole from here in Atlanta, and he made his way over there to your state and is he's made for the stupid corrupt the asshole. He's he's made with a certain a certain uh, group of individuals that they that's what they do they protect each other they get them right back in somewhere else and they just go to they go and do the the work that they're supposed to do We're for the speaking corporate of interests. Police officers trying to get their jobs back. How about the uh, Uvalde police chief trying to get his job back? Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I am not. I am <sighs> not. I am not joking. The Uvalde police chief petitioned the school board to get his job back saying that it and with it, and he had the it was the audacity of asking not only for his job back but job back with all back pay and dismissal of all charges with prejudice correct yes yes in dismissing all charges against the officers and him um i think rules for thee not for me I think the only way he should get his job back is if he forcibly inserts a full-grown saguaro cactus all the way in his ass, and it has to be the, the video has to be public. Okay, I think that's the only way I would be, I'd be like, okay, he can have his job back. Well, yeah. I mean, given his current record, I think a wood chipper would probably be more merciful, maybe. I was thinking something when we talked about this last night that he should, if he wants his job back, he should just go on air in civilian clothes without body armor in front of all the parents that yeah. he le- he left to die and say, I'm sorry. Yeah. And let's yeah, see if somebody actually went. Yeah, go ask them for forgiveness first. Yeah. 
Let's okay. see how they how they handle that. Yeah. If you survive that encounter, yeah, you might have the balls to get your job back. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. Fuck you. I'm not. Try, I'm not trying. I'm. I am by no means trying to encourage violence. But you know, back in the day, when they shit like this would happen, that. they would have drugged them out into the road and made a spectacle of this person. An yeah. Example. Yep. I mean, like. Uh, and I think I don't think there's enough of that anymore. To be honest, people are scared to. People are either they're scared or they forget that these are real people that live real no, lives. It, and well, also, they're not scared. They're brainwashed into sticking up for these people. Yeah, twenty years ago, the event would have unfolded way different too. Yes, yeah. fifty yeah. years ago, they would have said, "F you, I'm going in." Yeah. Yeah. People are seen- not, it's not has nothing to do with being scared. They're so brainwashed into yeah. loving the state to a point where they will idolize these these they will idolize these politicians. Like people's entire personas are wrapped up around their favorite politician or law enforcement or EMS or fire firemen or police. It's <clears throat> their entire personas. Are wrapped up in that. You you have uh, you have the thin blue liners now. Firemen and EMS, we we forgive you. You're okay. You actually do your job. Okay, they provide an actual service. Yeah, they don't they don't generate enforcement and politicians. How do you wrap your? One is the enforcement arm of the politicians. You know. In the same way with bro vets, I cannot stand (laughs) bro vets. Oh my God. <laughs> brovets. They're the fucking worst. Whole bunch of bootlicking going on. That's what. That's the kind of shit we're talking yeah. about. Because that's what all yeah. that is. You know, I mean, that's the all these people will gladly, you know, just get a hard on for their favorite group or their favorite gang yeah. or whatever, whatever team they're following. Even Spike Cohen's followers, like it's getting dangerously cultish over there too. And the gold it, party. It, there, you, I mean, people aren't realizing that it's more of the same hero worship nonsense. Like, at the end I mean, of the it's, day, it's getting it, to that point. Yes, yeah, it's that filling the void of of not understanding the power of oneself and looking for power in others. I think, and then filling that void with whoever your your favorite person is at the time. It is it is an almost natural human condition anymore that man cannot self rule. And anyone who says other anyone who says otherwise is an anarchist. And I uh, pretty much at this point, okay, guess I'm an anarchist because I have well, nothing further. Is I have nothing yeah, anarchy's never been a, a dirty word until recently. It just right. means without external rule, which means to be self-governed. Right. I mean, until and, you've and, got people like Johnson and Nixon and other people dragging it through the mud yeah. and so calling so you, you, con- calling yeah. communist anarchists all the time and shit and Even trying to relate them as one. Yeah. Have a fistful of crack. You know, yeah. they automatically assume as soon as you mention that you're an anarchist, oh, you just want to rape, murder, and pillage and watch things burn. What? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, that is the... That Did someone the, say it's time to be a Viking? Yeah, yeah or, a pi- I mean, you know, or a pirate. That is yeah. not what yeah. anarchy is, man. I try to explain to people. I'm like, go look up at this. Go look up the seven. Um, the seven principles. The seven principles of anarchy. Okay. 
And it will, people literally will just be like, oh, that, you know, that's not what it really means. I'm like, that is the exact, exactly what it means. It's exactly what anarchy means. But um, it's the whole left versus right thing that just, it blows me away. It's not stupid they are. I mean, zealotry. Yeah. Never underestimate the, the, idiots or zealous, zealous idiots to make terrible decisions. No. It boils down to. As soon as you get in there, as soon as you go and you make fun of a Democrat or make fun of a liberal and they're just like, oh, you're automatically a Trumper. And I'm like, no, fuck that guy too. Yeah. yeah. And they don't know how to respond to that. They don't, they, the, it does not compute with their brain that this. somebody is outside of the left, right coming in and making fun of them they just they're automatically like oh you're a russian bot or you're a troll or whatever and i'm like no yeah i well, exist to, outside of your yeah, left right with me you're my Bullshit. enemy and mm-hmm. they, they try to box you like that you it doesn't little- help that on my facebook profile i have moscow russia as my hometown so well i mean why not it's still it's still funny just to get a rise out of them though it is. I know you because I've like seen a few of those it. comments where they, yeah, I do it just to trigger people with thin skin, and it does. It gets them. It gets them up. They're just like, "Oh, you're a Russian bot." And I'm like, "No, if you paid attention, Facebook is banned in Russia since the beginning of the Ukraine invasion, so I couldn't possibly be a Russian bot." So you know, yeah. Oh, it's funny because uh, I actually uh, used to be an actor, and I still have photos from when I did a TV show called True Detective. And I was a stunt double for a character who was a pedophile neo-Nazi. And people are still to this day going through my profile every time I get in an argument, pulling those photos up and going, ha ha, you're a white supremacist. It's like, oh, my God, find more than one photo where you see those tattoos on me. Here's the character I played on TV. That's not a gotcha, dude. So you were on TV? Yeah, I used to be an actor. Ooh. I left entertainment because it's full of... The entertainment industry is full of radical left-wing nut jobs, yeah. vote blue no matter who types. That's true. Yeah. That's very true. That, yeah. And actual true. fucking pedophiles too, for real. Yeah. I mean, I literally played a pedophile in True Detective, so. <laughs> oh, think, man. You ever, well, that sucks you got typecast. Yeah, it is. That's pretty much was my entire career, being stereotyped as either some kind of prison inmate, or a white supremacist. Uh, I was actually in Bill and Ted 3 with uh, Keanu Reeves in the prison scene. I was the only white guy with long hair. <laughs> I have that movie. I'm going to have to go back and watch that. Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I heard it was good, though. Yeah, it was a good nostalgic trip. Like, it knew what it was. That's why it worked. It's like... This is this. We're not going to pretend like we're going to be some great sequel. It's just we're giving people a nostalgic trip in an age in which they wish they were back in a simpler time. Or they, you know, those things are dear to them because it was a better time in their life that, you know, they want to hang on to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just it. It's just entirely wild nowadays, really, with all the stuff. Like they've they're they're changing the definitions of stuff almost daily. You know, we jump back to where you guys were talking about like the anarchy thing a few minutes ago, because like you know, there's there's definitely reality to that. You know, this is what people t- call it. This is what it is. And then you know you've but you've got other things like as of recent here things like like shit like oh, just entire words this? or meanings or 
you know things that we used to we were taught and used to know or whatever and they're just like oh by the way it's not this or we're just changing the definition on medical websites and shit just it's it not will a recession yeah oh that's the latest one too yeah there's not a recession you know things are only costing or inflation yeah, is transitory yeah i was gonna say which definition did they change recently was that inflation that they changed? Or? I mean, yeah. I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll agree. It's not a, it's, it's not a recession. It's called devaluing the dollar. Like that's all it is. I'm telling you, we're in route to Venezuela. People keep telling me no, but I'm telling you, this is the same exact shit. Those are the same people that believe the dollar has value, and they'll, they'll continue to believe it has value until no one cares about it. Yeah, I mean, if we're if. If American politics is proof of any one thing right now, it's that Keynesian economics is an absolute failure. Mm-hmm. Printing money to stimulate growth does nothing to counteract the effects of reduced real wages. I'm going to be out in the woods before all of this happens anyway. So Yeah. But, you know, th- thinking about that, that's something that that in of itself is such a problem. People wonder why they they they're not really making more money like even no. they get a even they get a raise they're not really making more money because the price, the correspondingly cost of goods goes up uh cost of living goes up so real wages drop mm-hmm. but see and there's a graph that shows how uh, you know as steadily as wages have rose over the years real wages have fallen so this is not for nothing it has not come out of nowhere. We simply put, um, what we make in society today hasn't been able to keep up with inflation. No, it's, and it's now it's fully run away. So now yeah. it's, it, it's, it's not lost totally cause. fully run on running away yet. Don't say that yet. We, <sighs> we are not in the billion dollars for a loaf of bread run away yet. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. Yet. yet. Dangerous though. Okay. Yeah. And, this is where anarchy really comes into play. Okay, you become more self-sufficient. You buy, you 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 get you you build a strong community that where you can rely on each other. You plant your own food. You raise your own animals. You become self-sufficient. Purify your own right. rainwater. Pur- yeah. Purify rainwater. Learn to fix your own shit. Okay, barter and trade with your neighbors. Okay, this is where real anarchy and self-governance comes into play. Okay, and not relying on the state that is just spending your money out of control. Okay, well, doomed to fail no matter what. Oh, it has been since the beginning. Yeah. Yep, since the beginning, it was doomed. So, I mean, and, and that's where real anarchy comes into play. Is in a time like this. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. That's why I'm- that's why I'm hoping to move across the river soon. Get out of Baton Rouge. <laughs> Nola's not that bad, is it? Well, yeah, New, Ol- New Orleans is just as bad, if not worse, than Baton Rouge. <laughs> okay. I'm trying, get, I'm trying to get into West Baton Rouge Parish, which is more rural, Port Allen area, probably Brule or Livonia. Okay. But, yeah, Baton Rouge, uh, unless I can get – a. I do plan on running for a Metro council in 2024, but that's mainly just to downsize the role of the government and everybody else's business. Cause if we're going to focus on crime, let's focus on the real crimes. We already have one of the highest murder rates in the country. Can we stop enforcing marijuana laws? 
Can we stop yeah. criminalizing yeah. sex work? Can we yeah. stop criminalization of yeah? yeah I mean, because, because if you did that, if you did that, cops would have to do. They would actually have to do their job and solve real crimes. Well, they they yeah. already don't do that, and they they postpone <laughs> a lot of that. They they are literally generate revenue for the state. Make That's, it a. I, I was trying to make a joke. No, yeah. no, 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 no. I totally it's get what you're saying. No, 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 no dude. You, you've come to the right place if you want to talk about like the incompetence of law enforcement. You've come to yeah. the right group. Yeah. I mean, I got family <laughs> and friends who are Baton Rouge police, and I still want to get rid of the Baton Rouge Police Department altogether. <laughs> I can't really do much about the Sheriff Department because it's constitutionally mandated, but I'd rather have the control to vote somebody out of office than have a war dog that serves the mayor president. I could deal with that. I mean, I can start a petition to recall those sheriff if I don't like him. And the sheriff yeah. doesn't get bogged down with police unions. Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah. When, when, it, when it comes to stuff like cops, you know, I'm, I, I look at it more on the like the sheriff elect kind of thing. Like we still have some small counties out here in this state that there might be Barney Fife and that and that's it like in that town like you know what i'm saying like so there's not enough cops to enforce things and there's not actually police in that area there is just the county sheriff and his handful of deputies Yo, whereas you get into a lot of these other towns and cities that out here near atlanta and all the it's usually the city police of these little towns that are just the absolute worst yeah. i mean Dude, i live in western kentucky man where you travel just a little bit just a tiny bit further west and you don't even have county deputies that patrol the area it is one statey that comes through once a week to check to make sure everybody's still there that's it man that's yeah. all you got yeah there's a small town just south of baton rouge called sorrento that got their police department was bogged down in a corruption scandal they're like you know what screw this and just got rid of it now it's just the Ascension Parish Sheriff's Department that's running everything yeah. down there. And the citizens, couldn't, awesome. citizens there couldn't be happier. And uh, my uh, one of my uh, martial arts trainers, uh, Randy Austin, you can actually IMDB him. He's actually a detective for the West Baton Rouge Parish Sheriff's Department. And the peace officers that they send into the strip club I work at, at all agree that the Port Allen Police Department is shit. They don't like the police department, man. And I told them y'all should be libertarian and uh, <laughs> the police departments and just put the sheriff back in charge. Why well, don't know. We could just abolish the government and be anarchists. I mean, yeah. why not? I mean, I wish and don't, <laughs> don't, don't start this talk. All right. <laughs> I mean, no, 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 no. It, it, but it, it makes, you know, every time that that's brought up, it's like, it really just, it, it is a kind of a depressing subject to talk about that it can people, be yeah. because people cannot even fathom governing themselves or taking care of their own shit and yeah. having to work, having to have somebody tell them what to do and what is right and what is morally what well not morally but yeah. what is right and what is wrong i mean and a like, lot of these you yeah, are not better than me because of that that makes you a worse person than me Okay, because I have the ability to distinguish what is right and wrong on my own without having somebody to make a law for it, yeah. you know? A hundred percent. Like, they, you know, there was times that they didn't have to make all these laws for this kind of stuff. You know, that was yeah. the points of, of <clears throat> that was the general point of that everybody's precious 
piece of paper that they always want to run back to is it was supposed to rein in the abilities of government. But of course, this dives into when I start talking about the Society of Cincinnati and how they edited the original copies of the Constitution and made it worded in such a form that mm, I don't give a fuck it became, about it became their tool of oppression. Yep. As I've mentioned before, remember, it's always read from the top down. The latest, the latest amendment to the First Amendment. So you have to get past the fact that we were made prisoners of the state between the 13th and 14th Amendment before you can even get back to the original 10. Which that's fucked up, but that's how you got to look at it. Like you, when, and, until, you, until people actually look at it from that direction, that perspective, they're going to always keep running back to, oh, my precious piece of paper. And I'm just like, can I, do you want me to go through the list? Cause I can go through the list and show you proof of each one of them being null and vo void already from where they yeah, were. Most people to be. don't even know. They have no clue what any of them say or what they're for. Oh yeah. They, they've done it. They've done street interviews where kids don't even, even not just kids, but young fucking adults don't even know any of the amendments to the Constitution or what is contained in your Bill of Rights or when the Constitution was ratified, they can't even name one person that signed the document. I mean, there's the largest signature on there. I'm surprised no one knows that one. John Hancock. <laughs> yeah, that's, why do you think that's what people, when people say, I need your John Hancock, right. you do not, I mean, seriously. He signed it so large, he wanted to make sure no one, no one misunderstood his intentions. Yeah. So I thought that was funny. And, it, and see, let, let's just take, let's just get away from that constitution talk when I mentioned that. Anyway, it is, dis speaking about like people not knowing things, I mean, street interviews, people can't name um, they do street interviews constantly, and again, I'm not bashing you, big city people, but they'll they'll do it in metro <laughs> areas. Will they'll just yes, flag yes. people down and be like, "Can you name three countries besides the United States, yeah, or what country is to the north, or what country is to the south? Can you name the capital of the United States? Can you point to where Ukraine is on the map? Can you say yeah. you know what ocean is to the east of the United States?" I remember when Mark Dice did that. It really showed just how poorly informed and educated and, American public And you is. don't want to abolish the public education system because of yeah. this? Yeah. Mm. Education. Such a great job, right? Yeah. <laughs> for education, I want a refund. <laughs> the biggest waste of money that, I mean, since its founding in the late, late 80s, was it the yeah, late 80s? Late 70s. Right. Uh, it's yeah, full implementation, yeah. Oh, yeah. The public I, I, education. Yeah. Um, I just... Yeah. And again, anytime the government got involved, especially the federal government, the cost went up astronomically and the quality of goods provided went down significantly. Yeah. yeah. Education and being one of those things. To go back to what we were talking about in the beginning, I mean... The government basically glad handing with Sally May pretty much doomed to fail um, Stafford yeah. Jones. Is right in there with the subprime with astronomical interest rates. They were going to make money no matter what. And it, you were chained to it for life until you paid it off or you cut a deal. Yeah. Um. So, thanks, government. I hate it. 
<laughs> you get one star. You get one star. I hate it. I would not do it again. Yeah. Ten out of ten would not, not recommend. recommend. Yeah. Yeah. You get zero out of ten. I, I just it, it's and and it. I try. I've tried more and more to like. Uh, I, I like told uh, like tone down my doom scrolling on Twitter or Facebook because I I follow a lot of like. Uh, political pages and stuff like that and I, I try so hard to stay away from it and, and only get into it a minimal as I'm looking at it right now uh, well, I think there's an extremism that they've had to go to to hold and captivate the younger people oh it is and it, that's really why big. it's getting worse and it's just we know because we've been around when things were pretty cool and now we see this now and it, it's definitely a huge downer for sure oh, it's man, hard to look at it because you know, I can't wait to see. You know where we came from. Remember? Yeah, you know where we came from, though. Yeah. I know where we came from, and I, yeah. I see what's going on now, and I'm like, ah, nope. My daughter is never going to fill out a tax return. How about that? So right. that's good parenting, sir. Personal goal. Personal goal. No, that's good. No, you got that's good parenting. Abolish it. Just be dad of the year award. Dad of the year award for that. Well, I'm just saying, mm-hmm. like that's. I figure I've, I've got a few more years, but I just. I, I'm all about abolishing. I really am. And a yeah. lot of people think that's all talk, and I'm very serious. Take I'm your done. teacher, teacher dollar. No, it percent lower receiver is. Uh, well, we'll we'll not divulge that publicly, but maybe uh, maybe later we can talk about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, speaking of that, you know, teach your kids real, real world skills. Yeah. yeah. You know, teach them how to garden. Yeah. Um, teach kids how, how to, to change, the, you know, how to that's, fish, how to hunt, um, how to raise animals, how to birth, how to birth a calf. Um, yeah. these are important things. Yeah. No shit. Things change that will save your life. change, change yeah. the oil in your tr- car or truck, change the spark plugs in my, my Dodge truck. I mean, my youngest son loves to work on my truck with me, loves it. And it, it really is. It's it, it's skills that they will need to learn. Unfortunately, or at least be introduced to it, and mm-hmm. you can you can kind of measure their their level of interest in a lot of things you do. Yeah, and kind of like okay, well, you know, maybe maybe we'll introduce you to you know, basic programming or which way the wrench goes, or you know, whatever whatever little thing they might be into, and like give them something to do, and if they can complete it, you know, like hey, good job, high five. You know, real world them. skills, man. Yeah. You know, They're it's important. not all like I said, like I said, being educated doesn't make you smart. Book exactly. smarts are going to help, but r- real hard skills are, are going to be more useful out, out in the real world. I wish I would have known that, you know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I hit the real world with very, very little very, of that. Learned, I, learned the hard I, way. I wish I would have gotten more. But I, I had a little bit. No, but I mean, not nothing, a, not nothing wrong with that, though. You, le- yeah. you, you at least got a little bit of it. You try to build on that. You try to build on that and make sure your kids have more skills like that if, than you did. Yes. Yes, absolutely. No, that's, I think that's an important aspect. Like that's, that's an important aspect of everything when it comes to this from my perspective is, is at this point of my age and such is the, the children are the importance. If I can instill all this great 
information that I've learned, you know, learned throughout the years and all these great skills that I've learned throughout the years, if I can instill this stuff into my children before they're old enough to even do any of it on their own, you know, like out in there in the world, then I'm, I'm going to be able to relax and kick back and be like, shit, I ain't worried about it. These guys got it. Like I, I bandit, you know, from meeting her and you as well, Neptune, my, my oldest daughter is going to be supreme emperor of the world one day if she keeps with the attitude that she has <laughs> because she is just all hell to be reckoned with and like i there's times that i want to as a father be like you know you got to stop that but then there's other times that i'm just like you know what no i need her to continue to be this strong-willed and this set in her ways i've just got to find ways to work around it because her having these already set boundaries at such a young age and already so headstrong on a lot of things is fantastic and i don't ever want her to lose it i don't ever hope i hope she never does lose it because it's such a thing that a lot of people don't have nowadays you know you got people like what? andrew tate getting kicked off the internet for s sticking up for men that's yeah. all i've seen him doing even his exes came out and said no he never beat any of us no he didn't traffic women he he just sticks up for men and that's why he got canceled right there like there's no other thing you can try to convince me otherwise like he he was putting you know kids that are listening to him especially through like TikTok and stuff that are 13 14 years old that think that they're stuck in this world where they're never going to amount to anything because this modern feminist movement is taking all the ability you know for men to even think like men and this dude just sparked a fire in a lot of these young men to realize that you know maybe there's something fishy about this modern feminist movement you know i'm yeah. i'm all behind saying that it's a load of shit. it was definitely a creation to get more women in the workforce and destroy the nuclear family but like at the at the end of the day the only people that we have to be real are people that we continue to talk to like here in this group tonight because yeah. society gives two fucks about men and i know this is something you're you take good to heart there libertarian jesus so I, that's oh, yeah. kind of why i segued into it yeah i mean been watching that like i said uh been watching this article by psychology today go viral and people are still arguing over it uh and I'm read through the article and I'm like, why do y'all think this is, why do so many women think this is a flex? They're saying stuff like, it's like they only read the headlines and the three key points, the rise of single lonely men. And uh, the three key points were uh, 60 something percent of dating app users are men, which is true. I can confirm this, but it didn't really explain why. And on top of that, the conclusions, other key points, women are gaining healthier dating standards for themselves and men need to close the skills deficit. And I'm just like, how many of y'all actually read the article? It doesn't yeah. really provide any valid sources to support the other two key points. The guy literally stated, I host TikTok live streams and I asked women what they think. Nowhere did he say anything about what he asked about asking men any of this stuff and i'm just like and i tried to confront him about it on his tiktoks like dude you need to get the man side of the story this is pseudoscience plain and simple nice. you literally just wrote down women's opinions about what they want in a man and repeated it back to them yeah without ever listening to what men have to say men aren't i mean and i showed him all kinds of videos of women who weren't being put on the spot and they were saying stuff like well 
like guys on the street asking questions to a bunch of women out drinking or whatever? Would they prefer a virgin or a player? And they're outright admitting they want a player because he's going to know his way in the bedroom. It's like, well, there's a lot of good men who will treat you right, who tried to save themselves and found themselves in a hookup culture. If you want a guy who's not going to cheat, you're going to have to give somebody with a little less bedroom experience a chance. You can't have a Hollywood fantasy. You need to make compromises. There are a lot of good men who suffer from mental illnesses, who don't, who are going to struggle with communication. You got to stop acting like it's always on the man to make you happy. And it's amazing how many women have come into my comment sections, making criticisms against this article saying stuff like, well, it's not our job to validate your emotions. It's like, y'all want somebody who's going to be openly emotion. That means you have to validate their emotions as well. It sounds like y'all just want a guy who's going to validate your emotions, but you don't want to be able to give them emotional support at the same time. Yeah, Or they just want things to be easy for them for sure. Yeah. They don't want to work at anything. And that's the thing that having to work through something will give you a level of maturity going through a hardship, uh, working with your partner through things will give you that, that uh, maturity, the both of you. And that's kind of missing because everybody wants everything, instant gratification, which has been around for a while, but it's like they want everything to be easy and it's just, it needs to click. And they have all these terrible examples in TV and movies. And it's just this idea of like the modern man has been made obsolete or they're trying to make him obsolete. And it's, it's a rough world for sure for men who just want to be men and be themselves. Yeah. The thing is a lot of women, I keep saying stuff online. It's like all you men are replaceable. It's like, I don't think you realize what you're saying. How many of the day-to-day, the plum, plumbers, sewage workers, I don't want to say electricians. It's, it's not getting that, rid of the current man. It's getting rid of the masculine man. Okay. Yeah. That's what they're trying to like, fa- that's what they're that's trying to get men. rid of. But that's all men. Yeah. Men will do the men things. I mean, I think that there's a, an important lesson to be learned in, uh, not necessarily validating of feelings, but understanding perspectives of other people and respecting that. Yeah. Well, another criticism I had about this article is that he tried to really use it as as you're not getting laid, you're not getting a dating life. So you need to go into therapy and work on yourself. It's like, do you ever ask men why they don't go to therapy? Why they don't seek mental health? I do. There's a huge stigma. There's a huge stigma on that, too. It's not even just the stigma. It's the mental health care itself. I mean, mental, yeah. I just mean mental health in general. Men don't ask for help typically because there is a stigma with asking for help. Yeah, but at the same time, uh, I've lost count of the number of guys who have said things in my comments like, I stopped going to therapy because my therapist told me that my girlfriend cheated on me or left me because I wasn't doing enough for her in a relationship. Well, that might be true. I mean, every situation is different too. That's the problem too with generalization. And uh, I just, every situation is different. And if you can't work through it yourself, you're clearly not meant to be. And there's plenty of women that live out in the country who would appreciate a man who's going to be a man. Yeah. And it's, you don't have to find you a city chick who wants to be in hookup culture. Yeah, I mean, I don't really play the hookup culture. Now game. it's you going after city people. Okay, you can take the heat oh, off me now. After city yeah. people all day, every day. Please, I'm, I'm kidding. Just, I'm, I'm kidding, dude. 
comments live, and I'll send them to Dev Null. Yeah, like I said, I live right outside the biggest party district near LSU. If I wanted to play the hookup game, I'd do it. I mean, throughout my 20s, I thought that I was just bad. I didn't have any game. And after working in the adult entertainment industry for a while, I realized my problem was that I'm actually above, have above average intelligence and I'm a sapiophile. If I can't hold an intelligent conversation, I'm going to lose interest. Yeah. I found out that even all these college girls, they've, they're in university. That's about it. They can't hold an yeah. intelligent conversation and they're stumbling home when I'm walking my dogs after getting off, off and they're like, oh my God, can I pet your dogs? It's like, sure. Or can you hold an intelligent conversation? Yeah, no wonder I did it. I, I'm having trouble in the dating game. I never knew this about myself. You bring well, up a something... very interesting point, though. Yeah. Like holding an, an, an intelligent conversation. And it's not just the – that's everywhere now, you know? Like people have a difficulty talking with people face-to-face -face anymore. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's right. easy to hide behind that. that yeah, yeah. It, it is. It's like, Did you like guys nobody... happen to see that, that one young lady that went viral um, – attacking feminism on tiktok oh yeah i saw it the one who broke down uh the history of feminism and how the rockefellers actually funded this young it. lady yeah. right here yes yes her i'm all, i actually want to uh i don't know if the guys in the group here have seen it so i'm i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna I bring it up i haven't seen this go ahead and all right bring yeah, it up bring up the sound so. <laughs> <laughs> i still don't watch tiktok i'm, I'm gonna shut up for a minute Feminism is a scam. A few years ago, I was an angry, blue-haired feminist. I once believed that male privilege was real and that I was a victim of the wage gap. Now that I understand the true motives of feminism, I know that this could not be further from the truth and that modern-day feminism is a war on true masculinity. Before women had the right to vote, most were stay-at-home wives, which meant they weren't working jobs and couldn't be taxed. Our overlords didn't like that. Rockefeller started funding feminist campaigns in media, and as a consequence of the movement, women started entering the workforce and leaving the home. Children would then be separated from their parents and sent to Rockefeller-funded schools to be indoctrinated by the state. All of this ultimately disrupting the family unit at its core. Feminism is defined as the belief in social, economic, and political equality of the sexes. But in the West, I must ask, what rights do men have that women don't? Modern feminists are convincing women that hookup culture, using hormonal birth control, and not shaving is liberation. That toxic masculinity is prevalent and the patriarchy must be dismantled through movies and media, we're taught that working for the man, climbing the corporate ladder, and paying tax is more empowering and valuable than raising the next generation. Women have lost touch with our natural loving instincts, and birth rates are plummeting. Men and women are not the same. And by protesting for equality of outcome rather than opportunity, feminists are demonizing and emasculating men. Feminism is a scam. A few years ago, I was an angry... So, she, I mean, she hit the nail on the head, and I thought it was great that it was a female saying it because yeah. she did. Especially she a, caught especially a bunch of man, if a man had come out and said that, he'd get crucified at the stake. Yes, I mean, women yeah. get crucified anyway for speaking up like that. She's gotten crucified. She I'm sure she got picked me all. She's she's oh, also yeah, the same really young lady who went after vegans a couple months ago as well, talking about how veganism is a scam. So yeah. like she's I, I I appreciate her boldness and being out there willing to tell the truth on these subjects. Yeah, there's plenty yeah. of women all over TikTok. I mean, we probably all know Chloe Roma, but of course, over the last two years, I've noticed a rise of other individuals like Green Cow Land, 
uh, Moms for Men or Manicured Mom. She just had to rebrand because she got mass reported after the Johnny Depp trial. Uh, another one, uh, Spunky Millennial, Sarah Don Moore, or Dadvocate, Emily King. Well, she's more of a someone who just gives general dating advice, but also, but her focus is letting women know it's like, look, we just got to stop acting like a relationship should revolve around us and act like we're the prize. If we're so strong and independent, then we don't need to treat ourselves like we're a prize. We need to treat ourselves like we're a partner to our man. Yeah. Love and or support just, him. Or just be an individual with another individual yeah, and, that, and act like adults and have conversations. Yeah. Yeah. There's plenty of women who are finally starting to speak out on it. And I try to draw more attention to them than some of the other guys who speak out because I know they have a better chance of reaching younger women and teaching them, hey, something's not right about the way we've been raised and something that we've been taught. We need to start standing up for men and treating them like they're humans. We got to be more right. empathetic to their positions. We can't expect them to show us empathy if we're not going to show them empathy. And that's, that's what I mean about having a mature conversation and not being, not being censored because of uh, a particular word used. Yes. Or, or trying to get those headlines to get people, you know, to click on it, you know, yeah. I mean, another thing to what we were talking about earlier about changing definitions, they're trying to change the definition of patriarchy. Like I literally looked up the definition several times just to explain it to individuals. There's two or three major definitions of patriarchy accepted by the general public. The first is men inherently lead the relationship. You can't say that today's America is a patriarchy by that standard. Second definition a uh, system or so society or government that excludes women. Women aren't being excluded at all. They have the same right to vote. They can participate in political discourse. They can run for office. Nothing's standing in their way there. And then the third definition is a society built on patriarchal lines, which pretty much goes back to the first two. You, if neither of those apply, then you can't apply the third definition. But instead, they reinvented the meaning so that they could so that modern feminists could still point their finger at a boogeyman or at the very least, when you bring up cases like a certain men's issues, they can still scapegoat it onto patriarchy rather than acknowledge there are issues that women contribute to. Like, are you all familiar with the case Hermesman versus Sayer? OK, they've been talking about Roe v. Wade a lot, but here's my comeback every time they complain about Roe v. Wade overturned. Hermesman versus Sayer was a precedent setting case in Kansas that pretty much said that if a woman molests a boy and gets pregnant, she still has the right to sue him for child support. They don't want to talk about that. Hmm. They don't want to talk about how, uh, yeah, her, there, Hermesman versus Sayer. They also don't want to talk about cases like the fact that st in many states, fathers have to prove that they are a capable parent, like uh, in Minnesota. Back in May, uh, six-year-old Eli Hart was murdered by his mom. This could have been prevented because the father already went to CPS and had him removed from her custody over reports of abuse. And CPS clearly found reason to believe she, the boy was being abused. But when it went to the family court, the family court awarded her full custody because fathers don't have custody rights in Minnesota. That's why it's a legal system, not a justice system anymore. Yes, absolutely. Like, and every time I try to bring this kind of stuff up, the first thing a lot of modern feminists do is like, well, that's the patriarchy. Y'all created it. 
Y'all are standing in the way. You're literally deflecting from the conversation as we speak about changing it or what yeah. needs to be changed. If you're the, you're literally trying to maintain it as it is instead of addressing how we're going to fix it, how we're going to change it. Yeah. Do you want to talk about how we could possibly, I don't know, privatize child support? Well, not only that, I just, I think the state driven child support is also one of those boondoggles that a lot of people carry that weight, unfortunately. And it's unjust in a lot of cases. I mean, yeah. And to what I said about Roe v. Wade, uh, I think Dave Chappelle's comedy bit about it really did hit the nail on the head. I mean, he did say, I don't think that what a woman does with her body should be her choice. But at the same time, you're still killing a baby. And if you're going to say I should be able to kill a baby because I don't have the financial means to raise it, at least give the man the right to say the same thing and abandon the child. I I mean, like adoption is always an option, but a lot of people don't want to have to go through all of that just to give up that child. And that kind of goes back to, you know, women shouldn't be forced to carry a child they don't want to carry. Government shouldn't be in the bedroom or in the hospital room ever. And that should be a case by case basis between the doctor and and the patient. Yeah, you are and onto the adoption thing. Uh, in some states, fathers can't just say, "Hey, if she doesn't want the child, I'll take it." He doesn't get yeah. that right. Yeah, yeah. The the father has no say in that either, and that's what's sad. A lot of guys are like, "Yeah, I'll take that kid," and you, the woman you. just doesn't want to carry it to term. It sucks. Yeah. We're touching I mean, on the hot topics even after now, man. And uh, hey, this is a real conversation. <laughs> no, I do. Hey, no, I am not. But you, I mean, that has probably what libertarian Jesus said is probably one of the most like hitting the nail on the head. Like you have the right to kill the baby. I should have a right to say whether or not I want to abandon the child and not have to pay child support. Yeah. That is probably one of the most, that is probably one of the truest statements that could be said about that, you know, and it, it, it really is a, it's a hard pill to swallow, but if we're talking equality here, you know, my body, my choice, then fine, you know, yeah, that's I mean, it, I'm willing going to be my choice, that. too, whether or not I want to like whether I want to pay for that child or raise it too. Well, see, you I know, think the family unit would have more power than any court system. I mean, if you know, and that's another thing, too, like maybe it could work out. I mean, you already done the deed. Yeah, you know, you could actually be adults and not. Yeah not have to be together, but at least work it out for the kids. So they don't suffer. Right. Yeah. I have that option instead of having the state decide, Oh, women, women get all the, whatever. And they get all the money and alimony and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Even to that, I'd say get the state out of marriage entirely. I mean, again, like license. Yeah. It's a freedom sold back to you by the state. So yeah. Like Doug Stanhope said, gay marriage is a trick question because marriage should be up to the state. Yes. It should be. An individual choice. If marriage was not a state thing, would you go, baby? I love you so much. Let's get the government involved. Yeah. Facts. Facts. No, you know, I've, I've I've had that stance about it too. You know, because because it costs you like a hundred or so dollars, I think nowadays to get the license anyway, and then it's going to cost you like fifty grand to get out of it, and and it's 
it's a complete sham. There should be no yeah. reason the government's involved in it whatsoever. And it it always baffled me why the gay community wants to push so hard to get marriage rights. Y'all need to just fuck off with that. You guys are asking for more government intervention. And that's, to me, that's just retarded. Like, yeah. why why ask for more government intervention in something that they don't even belong in? I don't care who you love. I don't care what y'all do behind closed doors. I'm glad there's places like Alabama, actually, that you don't have to have a official marriage license to get married. They still recognize common law. You know, I mean, these are things that these are things that need to, con I think, continue because there should be no reason that the state gets involved. Georgia alone is ridiculous as hell because it does cost. I think it's one hundred and fifteen dollars is what a friend of mine just spent to go do all that. And I was just like, I was like, that's just the license part. You ain't even gotten to the rest of it yet, bud. Yeah, it's just yeah. A state registration is all it is. Yeah, my roommate is actually still married. But he still, but he refers to his wife as his ex-wife because they haven't fully done the paperwork. It's just too much of a hassle. She, they're separated. She lives in Oklahoma with the kids, and he still financially helps out with them and helps raise them. And we just went up there this summer to go camping with them. So it's a. They're basically. I'm basically like the uncle in this situation but they just don't want to deal with the hassle of getting a divorce and they don't mind the tax breaks they get right now anyway. So, well, it's kind of that thing. Like, you know, if they could just work it out, whatever it is, whatever their situation is, I mean, it'd be better for them to be together for their kids, but if they can't be together in a healthy relationship, it is better for them to be separate for the kids, especially, and for themselves possibly too. Yeah. They, but nothing. Yeah. Nothing comes easy though. Yeah, they've they've been separated for a couple of years now, and she's got another guy that she's with now. And, and that's got to be confusing for the kids, too. I mean, yeah, yeah, especially his son, because he's the only son of two older sisters. And uh, there's no real stable male role model for him right now, because the other guy is isn't really all that much of a father figure. He's just there for or her the entertainment value yeah fantastic well, that's what i mean like people are people throw away or just quit short of mining diamonds yeah so oh yeah that's, a, that's definitely that old adage when it comes to things like that so I mean, this is, I, I mean, but I think these are like good subjects to, to bring up and talk about because I, most people, when you try to bring up these kind of things, they, you, you get one of two reactions. You get a walk away or you happen to unintentionally bring it up to that feminist who goes absolutely fucking ape shit on you for even saying some of the things that we've, you know, even brought up this evening in general conversation because, because they're just triggered by this shit like you know we and me and bandit be sending gifts back and forth of people screaming because they're just freaking out and reeing over things that are happening on the outside not even paying attention to the bits and pieces of it and like the build-up to these things or the reason some of these things are you know just portrayed this way you know i think i personally think going back a little bit all the way to like the the destruction of the masculine man like good luck at the end of the day, there's still going to be people like ourselves, even that, you know, are going to continue to instill that into future, you know, future boys of this world. And I think people just need to 
stop being so afraid to talk about these things and even stop being afraid to talk about mental health and such when it comes to being men you know i mean it's yeah. there's such a stigma about it that yeah. you're just like oh you little crybaby you're 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 in your feelings because your ex-wife took your kids and you don't get to see them because she's psycho and it's just like well aren't you a piece of shit like look yeah. at this look at what if this man's therapy, having to go through they can all, we can and that's the thing we can talk to each other that's where th the best therapy comes from is we can we we need to learn to rely on each other as men and talk to each other you yeah, know we don't need a, for each other. we don't need to yeah. pay there's for a fucking a therapist especially in a there was actually a spiral there was go ahead uh all i was going to say is i think that's especially true uh now in this culture of men going their own way where good men don't want to date anymore yeah where like they I, feel cord in this society so yeah like well, i was saying I mean. it was a viral tiktok a uh, couple weeks ago before this single lonely men article went viral that i've been using to show women y'all were just sharing this two weeks ago it was this woman who was saying Men are emotionally attracted to other men, but they're only sexually attracted to women. It's like, what does that tell you? Men are starting to support each other more. And the only thing that more and more women seem to offer is sex. Decriminalized sex work problem solved. Why do we need you? I mean, they go online and talk all this. Y'all are all replaceable and you're not. Like, we want you. We don't need you. If push comes to shove, we can go hang out at a strip club all night well, long. I would say just stop talking to those people. And exactly. go to the library and get you that nerdy girl that that is going to stimulate you. Go to the, go to the places where you're gonna or you're get gonna you a country them. girl that knows how to butcher an animal and yeah. raise raise <laughs> raise animals, man. Yeah, or skin I mean, and tan seriously. hide. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was actually uh, at noticed something. Uh, I was at Young Americans for Liberty uh, Revolution 2022 in Orlando uh, a couple weeks ago, and the last after the last event was a karaoke night hosted by fox news's kennedy and i got up there and did a chop suey by a system of a down and the whole crowd loved it i got a small 30 second clip of me singing it on my tiktok somewhere but uh after the show this this hot chinese chick walked up to me she, apparently she's good friends with uh fo chin the philosopher uh yeah because I, but uh we talked a little bit and it's like wow if only I lived in this area, I would be willing to see where this goes. It's a case of well, I, mean, I got along with her. We were able to hold a conversation. She was much, single. How much value would you put on that relationship? I mean, I don't know. I got to talk oh. to her for a, a night. But... <laughs> how much is it worth to you? <laughs> yeah man it's i mean i even wrote a rebuttal to i mean she did share an article i wrote well it's more of a blog that i wrote rebuttaling the single lonely man article and explaining how it's pseudoscience and everything and how the studies are flawed and the results are really narrative driven as opposed to fact-based and she shared it because we added each other on facebook but yeah it's well I mean, take it from me, who's been married and divorced and married again. Like, don't waste your time on the what ifs or, or being worried about or being afraid of it. Go full force, man. If you think it's going to work out, plug yourself in. If you have to move, you have to move. But take don't give up me. a golden opportunity like that. You know, it's especially yeah, if they're engaged with you like that. Like, you, where else will you find that? 
yeah. you had an instant, obvious physical attraction to this person. Why not? Why not pursue? Yeah. What do you have to lose? Absolutely nothing. I'm just well, take the chance, man. Take the chance. Yeah. 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 I mean, my whole thing is I'm already uh, caught up with my own local thing, but okay. For the t- but for the that, time being, yeah, it's something that we can work on yeah. long distance and see where it goes. Real change is scary. Yeah. Real change is scary. And, and doing a commitment, you know, that's, it's a hard thing to do. And if, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it, right? Oh, yeah. And so what's it worth to you? And sometimes you don't get it right the first time. And you have oh. to get divorced. And then you have to get married again. And sometimes you have to get divorced well, again and sometimes you have to get into a work on the third well some, for some people yeah this is my last marriage, a little bit man. <laughs> hey, yeah, hey third time's a charm man i learned from the first divorce never again so i i uh i was a little more picky and choosy i haven't learned after time. two yeah. yeah well you know at least you learned so you got that going for you yeah but you got to take those chances, man, because seriously, yeah. though, you, you, you only got the, this one time on this yeah. fucked up planet that we're on. You really and do. I'm, and I'm sure you got more than one soulmate, but, you know, yeah. they come and go and it's up to you to, to pursue. That's why time I, passes so fast, dude. Relationships, but they definitely time communication. passes so fast. Yeah. Do not wake up. In your forties and fifties, and go. <laughs> don't wake up in your forties and fifties and go. Man, there there was so much I could have done. I wish yeah. I would have taken that chance. Because seriously, I'm in my forties. You're gonna wake up one day and you're gonna be like, "Damn, man, where where to go? Where did it all go?" Yeah, you got eaten up in your day job and your other distractions and all the other things. Yeah, I'm just getting to where I'm living life the way I want to. I'm going to concerts like I want to, supporting the local right on, metal man. scene, which I'm really yeah. into. In fact, I've already tried to work out a deal with a band from the local area I really like called Christworm, where I'm going to try and promote their music as much as possible on TikTok because I was heckling them ever since the, uh, seeing them a couple weeks ago. It's like, get your shit on TikTok. I will promote y'all. <laughs> Uh, finally got their music on TikTok, so now I'm trying to use their music as much as possible with my videos. Well, that's that's good. I mean, but but don't don't sit there and discount a situation just because you think it may or may not work out. You won't know until you try. So. Well, it's also that I'm a lifelong diehard LSU fan, and well, that sounds like a personal problem to me. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> <laughs> hey, Brian Kelly's going to get us back on track. I swear. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's just, it, but it's, it's, it's. You know, it's good to have stuff like this. It's just, it's just shows camaraderie and shows we can go back and forth even after all these serious kinds of discussions. Yeah. And and that's what it's about. You know, that's what unconstitutional awakening is about. And that's what just all of this is. It's, it's just about trying to talk about these hot button issues that no one wants to talk about, that everybody's trying to avoid, and showing people that at the end of the day, no matter where I drag people from all these different walks of life even even if we have the slightest you know you know we we don't all agree on absolutely everything and that's fantastic and i think that the fact that we don't always agree on absolutely everything helps show people that we that we can progress 
more civilized than having to blow people up or send the cops to their house or legislate their lives away. I mean, there's so many laws on the books nowadays that they literally, you literally cannot look up a number of laws because there isn't an answer. You know, there's, there's just that many laws in existence and, you know, it's, it's far time, far beyond time for another empire to crumble and something new to rise up. And I just hope I just hope that maybe people have learned some good hard lessons from this complete and utter failure of a societal plan. Like there's, there is no one societal blanket answer for the masses. And, and there really isn't, I mean, we, we can all say that there is, we can all have our own perspective on which one it is, but like, there's just no way to have a blanket, a blanket government over the top of everything. Because we're always not going to agree on everything. Some people want to do this. Some people want to do that. But I think there should be opportunities to, for people to, as Bandit would say, for people to balkanize and do it their way, whatever part of the world that they want to do it in. You know, you, the stuff you got going on over there in Louisiana, Libertarian Jesus, I think is fantastic. You know, I, I appreciate you being so outspoken and being around people that are sex workers and being around people that are, you know, young musicians and college students and stuff like that, you're, you're, you're going to inspire them with this kind of rhetoric and this kind of thought process more so than you realize, because a lot of those minds are in a point of melding and still learning and not understanding what's going on. And I think that if you continue to speak to them, you're going to get through to them and you're going to make a difference to these people and maybe even hear some of yourself back down the road sometime. You know, it's it, it's a fantastic thing to do. It's a fantastic thing to try and show people that there is alternatives to the things that exist or the answers that we're given nowadays, whether it be the nonsense they try to feed us about health or definitions that they're re, you know, they're redefining and stuff like that, or whether it be what we experience in you know not only these conversations but in living our everyday life out in the areas that we are you know look look at your neighborhood around you or look at your the town around you and i believe i i can almost guarantee you there's differences from what you're being told on the news compared to the little towns that you live in you know mine is a great example of that i live moments from a dollar general you know and there when all this kind of crazy nonsense went on with like covid and stuff like that Dollar General never gave me a hard time about going in there without my mask and continuing my life. You know, my life didn't change. Some things got a little harder and there was quite a few places I quit going to just in general, just because of just seeing the enforcement of ridiculous nonsense. And, you know, it drew a good line in the sand, I think, and has really awakened a lot of people into the right direction and got more people thinking on the aspect of libertarianism or anarchy or voluntarism or anything that is alternative from what we have going on now and from things that have been tried in the past and failed because i don't care how many times you try me to try to tell me real socialism or real communism hasn't been tried it doesn't matter all these isms always end the same way whether it's capitalism whether it's communism it always ends the same way there's a giant driving force at the end of the day that is holding them together and they're just trying to control people for their personal gain that concentration and, of power yeah and and yeah. and that's just and you know that's where the problem is i think the internet has showed us that we can all come together and probably find better solutions for all of the above in this private sector 
talking to people like this instead of running it to the government and telling them to legislate it in, in there so that they can write a $80 billion write up for it and give themselves raises and send a bunch of mo- bunch of money overseas just to pass a law that says that you can uh you know we're, we're going to pay your student loan debt off or some nonsense like that you know i mean there's just it's always something like that and they always try to just hide it into different things so you know i do i do appreciate you guys being on here with me this evening and of course libertarian jesus i like to go around the table before we uh before we exit out and ask anybody was there anything they didn't get to touch on so i'm gonna start up here with bandit you got anything for me tonight buddy nah man good good neptune you got anything you want to add in last before we get ready to get out of here oh good brother jeremy you got any last words for the evening i just want to encourage you to plant those seeds plant those seeds of ideas of liberty no matter who it's from, whether it be an anarchist, libertarian, even Republican, Democrat, doesn't matter. Sure. If, if they want to promote liberty and self-sufficiency, I say all, let's, hey, team up, let's go. That's There's right. There's no need to segregate based on what your ism is. And, and of course, you know, Libertarian Jesus, I'm going I'm to ask you as well. I just want to plug you real quick, you guys. I will make sure that I have his uh, Facebook and his TikTok shared for you guys to get back and find him and follow him and give him some more love and support and, you know, just befriend this fellow right here because I'm, I'm this is another guy I think that's on the right side of these things. And, and I appreciate you coming on this evening. Was there anything you wanted to touch on before we signed out of here or anything else you wanted to plug before we signed out of here? Uh. Not really. Go Tigers. <laughs> no, no, that's that's. No, I mean that's that, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about, though. You know, what I mean, I just like anything to cause a laugh or anything to you know show your hometown pride there. I think that's a great thing. And of course, you guys know before I get out of here, I always have to do something as cheesy as plausible. So I got a good one for you guys tonight. Uh, and uh, you guys, you ready? So how how do you turn a pirate furious? Take away the P. Y'all have a fantastic evening. Thank you.